Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about picking a coding bootcamp. You go first. Yeah, so I attended Dev Bootcamp um, like what, six or seven years ago now? Uh, almost seven years, in 2014, and it was the original coding bootcamp in San Francisco. And it was um, co-founded by a few people, but one of them, close friend now, Dave Hoover, a really great guy who wrote Apprenticeship Patterns, really interesting book. But what about you? Where did you go? I went to Full Stack Academy. I actually visited the dev bootcamp offices really um, but they're in San, they're in san francisco and i was in new york and i wanted to stay in new york so i picked a new york bootcamp i interviewed at a bunch of different places but then i think i went with full stack because of an arbitrary requirement that you know we're all going to talk about i think i think one of the difficulties when changing careers or like when coming into this career is you have to pick this bootcamp without a lot of knowledge of the field so you don't really have much to go on that's where a lot of scams happen I actually have a favorite coding bootcamp scam that I wanted to talk about. Let's do it. I, it's this basically guy named Jose, and he went to a bootcamp named Coding House, and he posted a review on this, and it just went viral in the engineering world anyway. And basically, he paid an insane amount of money for a bootcamp that did not really live up to expectations. So he actually went there and he lived at Coding House and they didn't really have great teachers. They weren't honest about the food and a lot of things went down that was very odd and he graduated, couldn't get a job. So then he had to fight, get a lawyer and get his money back. So we're going to post this in the show link because I found it an absolutely fascinating review. <laughs> so everyone has to read it. But kind of that's my biggest concern in picking out a bootcamp, because there are so many scams out there now, especially with predatory ISAs and think bootcamps aren't accredited. A lot of issues. You might maybe want to explain what an ISA is. Basically, instead of paying upfront for a bootcamp, which is what I did, so instead of paying upfront, they take a portion of your later earnings and supposedly up to a certain point, but some bootcamps kind of go a little bit past that. There's like a lot of drama about that. I think it's pros and cons. Some people don't have the money upfront to pay. So I think this is one of those financing options that could make a lot of sense given your, your financial situation. But I the, probably would have taken it a few years ago, to be honest. <laughs> the downside is that uh, you are basically owning a portion of human of, of, of a human salary. Um, and it's, it's kind of a, a sketchy area as to whether this is like you know, slave labor or something. We don't have to get into all of that, but let's let's just say there 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 are some that are predatory, and there, and there are some people who have definitely benefited from it. So, mm -hmm. pros and cons. Definitely, yeah. I don't regret my bootcamp experience at all. It got me to where I am. All right. So, what are your few recommendations for picking a bootcamp? Yeah. So when I started out, I am a big researcher, and I'm really glad that I am now. After all that I read about people that went to, you know, bootcamps that were a little sketchy. And, you know, they couldn't get a job after. And even the boot camp that I attended, so we started with 60 people in my cohort. And by the time we graduated, there was like 10 people left. So it was a really, really intense process. A lot of people even phased out in phase zero and or either kind of dropped out when we were there, which was very upsetting to see students, you know, asked to leave or they just really couldn't cut it. But I graduated people with people that still haven't gotten a job in engineering. So even this, a really good boot camp, you know, you still have to research it because there's still, you know, some people that slip through the cracks. So the first recommendation that I have is contact current and former students. I actually made a ton of friends this way because I would just go out and I would send cold emails and LinkedIn messages and Twitter messages to anyone that I could find or had written a blog post about the boot camp. And one person, she was asked to leave and I was like, this is the best person you can contact. And she was 
still saying like, oh my God, the program is amazing. And I love dev bootcamp and it was a great experience, but she just figured out she didn't want to code during the bootcamp. So that's definitely kind of my first big one is just go out there and try to cold email as many people as you can and find out about the bootcamp. But it's a lot of work, but it was really beneficial to me. And that kind of leads to my next one is that you should read every blog, tweet, and post that you can find about the bootcamp. And I found this really interesting because I didn't know a lot about bootcamp. So kind of reading about people's experience was fascinating to me because I wanted to, you know, know what was going on there. And I was like, this is so weird. Like they have some of the things they had back then, it was like six or seven years ago, was they had like a therapist on site and you were required to meet once a week because <laughs> the program was just so, at the time it was considered as hard as going to Stanford by actual people that went to Stanford because it was very rigorous to say the least. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's good and bad, right? In the sense that you're getting your money's worth and bad in the sense that it's going to be pretty tough going through it. <laughs> One nuance here that is pretty important is that sometimes it's very, very dependent on your instructor and the kind of bootcamp that you're taking. Like sometimes there's a night night school bootcamp, basically, you know, so where you where you, you keep your day job and then you, you just take it at a slower pace uh, during nights and weekends. And that can be a very different experience from like the the intensive. Yeah, that's very true. I Wow, I would not have been able to survive a night boot camp. Like hats off to the people that can do that. That's amazing. Uh, it, it does make the finances easier. Yeah, that was definitely one thing that when I went to a boot camp, I basically did not make money for three months. And so I had to get a job right away because I had used up you know, my runway. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think one of the, 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 the places that I, I definitely also use was Course Report. I don't know what other rating sites there might be, but That's I, the best course one. support is it, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just, just go there. <laughs> uh, and uh, I find actually they, I think they, they also run a podcast where they do like really? news of the month. At least I, I used to subscribe to it. I'm not sure if uh, they're still, it's still active or not. You know, you, you can't deny that there is a shortage of, of engineers and uh, dev boot camps are uh, definitely filling that demand. I actually work with multiple bootcamp graduates. And I think I think that's that's opening the doors for future bootcamp graduates as well. So I think it's uh, it's a perpetuating circle. What about job placement rates? That's a really important one to me. Bootcamps basically can say whatever they want on their websites because there's not a lot of regulations. So they can say that they have a 99% placement rate or they have an 88% placement rate and they aren't regulated or accredited so they can just you know do whatever they want so what you really have to do is go back to point one and contact past students and ask how many people in their cohort got jobs after for me a few people in my cohort did not get jobs after and or they got jobs in different fields um which also worked out for them eventually but there were people that you know it took a year plus for them to also get a job so it wasn't exactly like on their website that says you know xyz percent of these bootcamp grads got a job because that wasn't true. And that's kind of something you have to look out for because they can say what they want. So you need to do your own research, especially when you're going to be shelling out, you know, 15,000 plus dollars or agreeing to an ISA. One thing I'll point people to is the CIRR, C-I-R-R, the Council on Integrity and Results Reporting. And part of the reason that I picked my bootcamp was they were sort of the founding team, founding members of CIRR, uh, where they have some transparency in terms of the standards of reporting that they that they do. But I will also say, I think like the industry best would be something like 75% find a job in, in computer science science or, or coding, but then 25% go back to what they were doing before. And that is normal. That is natural. And some people just, it's not, they're not cut out for it. Uh, and they pay $15,000 to find out. But that doesn't mean the entirety of bootcamp was a waste. Yeah, I actually have one, my best friend in the world, she went to the same bootcamp as me. She graduated a different phase. 
and now she's an engineering manager. And so it worked out wow. for her and she's, you know, she's still in tech and she kind of went into sales engineering management first, but it was really interesting kind of how it worked out for her. So it worked out great. And it might not be the same path that you expected, but that's fine. And that kind of brings me actually into my next um, <laughs> point. Find out if the coding bootcamp has different phases that you want that work out for you, like the prep phase, the career phase, the onsite phase. In the prep phase, you can really find out if coding is for you. And ideally, you should probably do this pretty earlier on. You should figure out if you really want to go into coding before you pay a lot of money for a boot camp. But there's a lot of boot camps that have prep phase where you can drop out and they'll give you almost all your money back. So it's a great time to kind of find out if it's actually for you. And another important point is to find out the overall pace of the program. My program was very rigorous, but there's a lot that, you know, they go over like nine or 12 months now. Mine was three months, which was really intense. Yeah, the the, the pace the pace definitely matters. I, I don't know, like I, I went through a three month program as well. I don't know what the six and nine month programs do, presumably more, but then like I get the same jobs that the others get. So like what, <laughs> what, what do you really need? You know, one thing that I would recommend for people if they're really, really like not sure about this is do what I did, which is I use free code camp as my prep phase. So that's six months of daily going through code tutorials. If you can complete that on your own, you're definitely ready. You know what I mean? And some, a lot of people don't do that. That, that that's definitely overkill. But that's what that's one way to know for free whether this is for you or not. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I did that I think for like eight or nine months first before even attending my coding boot camp, which was probably overkill to do it that long, but <laughs> was worth it because I went a little bit more prepared at the boot camp and I feel like I got a little more out of it. So we, we covered quite a few points, you know, contact current and former students, uh, read every blog, tweet and post, including sites like course report, you know, check into the job placement rates and then check in to the coding bootcamps prep phase. That That's a really good way to discover whether this is your cutout for coding career. So tweet at us to tell us what we missed. Uh, there's definitely a lot of other criteria to use when picking a coding bootcamp and let us know. See ya.